Welcome to episode 256 of Crack the Customer Code. Are you moving the needle or is the needle moving you? Ever been desperate? Too many customers and too much business can lead to the sad fact that sometimes you just need a warm body to fill a role. If you feel the heat of staffing up quickly, then you can make the mistake of finding the wrong person. That is correct, Jeannie. Good employees are not as easy to come by as sometimes the pundits make it sound. Who, who exactly are the pundits, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. Is that us? I don't know. The, the pundits. <laughs> it's like this mysterious group of people who talk about hiring. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and we've heard speakers and leaders and other people talk about how important hiring it is, but they make it sound like, you know, just ask the right questions and the right person will magically appear. Snap your fingers and cultural fit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Happen. Cultural fit is important, but it's not necessarily the end all if it's the wrong person to deliver on the role. Correct. And I know I drop this all the time, but coming from retail, this is a hot button of mine because you are under the gun with hiring pretty much from the minute you open the doors until the minute you shutter them. Yep. And seasonal hires and things uh, like that, that complicates it even more, right? Don't get me started. <laughs> um, but, but it's true. I mean, you truly are always behind. It's so rare when you're fully staffed. And when you do, you're like looking around for something to drop, right? I mean, <laughs> it's hard to believe as much as yes. I believe in positive intention. So one of the things we want to talk about here is how to not hire idiots or a little fun <laughs> title here, but you know, just how to not hire bad when you're mm -hmm. desperate. Uh, yeah. So we've got a few quick tips and there are no magic bullets here. Hiring is hard. And the point of this episode is the fact that uh, people often do talk about it like it's easy to find the right person. Mm -hmm. And it's often not just like it's not easy to find the right person. Uh, decongestant to take before a podcast when both of your hosts are sick at the same time. I know we are, but we're here. We're delivering. That's what it's about, right? 95% of, of life is showing up. Should we state for the record who got whom sick? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, wasn't it great to spend a few days together in Orlando? <laughs> <I know. laughs> exactly. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> So how should we get better results here? What do you think, Adam? All right. I'm going to say tip one is this, which is compress the hiring process. So the tendency, and this is a resource allocation question, but the tendency is often to skip steps. Let's say you have a five-step hiring process, but you're desperate. You need people on the schedule. You need people on the phones. You need people in the department ASAP. So often you leave out steps two and three or four mm -hmm. and five. Don't do that. Find ways to reallocate resources, to reallocate time in order to compress that hiring process. If that process takes two weeks and have, has five steps, all right, see if there's a way to make it take one week, but keep mm -hmm. the five steps. Anything you could do to compress the time, that's not always possible with certain things, like for say a, a background check that's out of your control, but anything you could do to compress time can be really useful and help you not short the process and not... Uh, you know, sort of shortchange your staff and your team. I think this is a great point because when you're designing the hiring process as an entrepreneur, a lot of times you want to do lots of interaction. You want them to meet the team. You want them to take a personality assessment or do all these things. And actually at one of the businesses that I was uh, helping run, we 
put together a really cool process, but we found ourselves kind of in a lurch when we were trying to scale that. And so what we did was we looked at what steps could be combined. So we had them take the personality assessment while they were waiting for the interview and all those things so that we could do things in one day versus having them come back for things or waiting on, you know, what does round one look like compared to round two? We could sometimes do that in two days instead of two weeks, and it made a big difference. So it's a great, great point. And I also am a big believer in this, and I think everybody talks about this, but it's so hard to execute when things are going too quickly. But keep that file of those great candidates who you just couldn't hire for that role because of circumstances or because you found somebody else in that moment, but you you those candidates that you think, oh, I wish we could hire her or I wish that we had a role for that person. Those are fantastic people to call back and say, hey, we've got an opportunity here and we think you might be a great fit for it. So would you be willing to come in and interview? And again, uh, this actually happened with that business I was talking about. We had somebody that we couldn't hire in the moment, but we all knew she was fantastic. And so when the right opportunity opened up, we called her up. She came in and she ended up working for us for several years. So this does work, but it takes some forethought, it takes some planning, and you have to remember that file is there when you're in these situations. And it doesn't always work out, but it's a great way to keep those superstars kind of within hand's reach. For sure. And I think this works better or is a more effective technique sort of for um, higher paying jobs or more skilled mm-hmm. jobs. And it, But it can be useful at all levels, just at, I'd say, you know, more entry level jobs or frontline type jobs. You want to look at maybe somebody that got to a first interview. I mean, you don't want to keep on file all 400 monster submissions that you got from your ad right. because you're just going to get another round of those. But perhaps somebody that stood out in the interview process, but didn't uh, you chose another candidate or they chose another job. Any yeah. way you can find some uh, way to sort of cull the pool to people you might be interested in and keep those on file. That's great. And in your, you know, the example you were using genie which is you know more a uh, higher level job more mm-hmm. you know desk or a skilled job uh you know those you can really keep superstar candidates on file and hey when opportunity is there use it yep exactly all right the final little tip because we promised to keep this short and talked about lots of other things <laughs> the final tip is this have great job descriptions and hiring parameters for your positions going into the process have these established make sure they're accurate and this is a huge time saver mm-hmm. because you want to be able to move on a moment's notice sometimes uh hiring decisions you know we talk about desperation sometimes the desperation uh you can see it coming <laughs> sometimes it <laughs> drops in your lap that morning yep uh, people yep. who have not heard of the word, uh, the phrase two weeks notice, for instance, uh, <laughs> so this happens. So be ready to go. Have your ads ready. Have your job descriptions ready. Have everything in the can ready to go so that including the process, including the game plan for compressing hiring like we just talked about mm-hmm. and going through the candidates, as Jeannie mentioned, and have all that staged and ready so that when it is time to go, you don't waste three, four X number of days trying to figure it all out and get set up. Right. And, you know, if you do have somebody who is giving you notice and you know they're going to be challenging to replace because maybe you're not even aware of all they do because they're a superstar, right? So they are empowered to do great things. Ask them for help in writing that job description. Really ask them to just keep a log for a few days of everything they're doing. And that will help you make sure that you're really defining it in the best way for the next person who comes in. 
Um, but overall, I think what we're saying is the hiring process is not really a one and done thing. It's it's something that you do have to kind of be aware of, keep it top of mind. You're basically never not hiring if you're looking for the great people and and holding these processes in place. I'm starting to get a little paranoid now, Jeannie. Uh-oh. I'm wondering what your motives were when you asked me to write down everything I did as your podcast co-host. <laughs> hmm. Well, I'll just, you know, leave that out there. And anybody who wants to reach out to me, we might have a great job description. Fantastic. <laughs> great. Well, we hope this was helpful and, and let us know how you improved your hiring process. So thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code. We are a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. If you like C-Suite Radio, then check out C-Suite TV and watch in-depth interviews with business content for C-suite leaders and entrepreneurs. It's all on demand, so get insider secrets by going to csuitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me at 360connects.com. That's E-X-T. And I'm Adam Fork, and you can find out more about me at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.